Welcome to the Unity Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. In today's episode, we have a special guest. Our friend Bosco from Madagascar has joined us for a weekend focusing on evangelism. There are many people who have different ideas on how someone can get to heaven. In John 14, 6, Jesus is speaking to his disciples and says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. In today's talk, Bosco brings a message of invitation, an invitation to know Christ. If you are in the Ashland or Tri-State area, we would love to see you. More information on how you can connect with us at Unity will follow today's talk. Now, here's Bosco. Well, we're glad that you guys are here. We have a special treat for you this morning. As you can tell, I've, uh, I've brought my twin brother Bosco here. <laughs> It's going to be a special morning. This this marks a very unusual morning for us. This is going to be the very first morning service that I have been a part of where I'm not preaching. So you guys stand a chance at getting out on time. So this ought to be fun. Uh, It's my pleasure to introduce my friend Bosco here. And uh, he gets the Distance Award this morning. He is from Madagascar. If those of you who have seen the movie, uh, he's he's just as much fun as the movie, if not more. You're really going to enjoy him. We've had a a privilege of just spending some time with him this weekend, getting to hear his heart for the Lord, his passion for him. He's he's a student at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary there in Dallas, Texas. And so he has come at great length. This weekend he's been working with us with our college and career ministry. And so I pray that you guys have been blessed by him and his ministry there. He was a part of our evangelism training. I mean, he did our evangelism training yesterday. And a number of us, we went out and we, uh, we put some door knockers on some houses in the neighborhoods to let them know of our evangelistic event coming up on March 26th, our our Easter carnival. And so we're grateful for that. And he's going to be bringing us the word this morning. Pray for our brother. He's he's going to be getting married very soon to a lovely lady named Sophia. What's the date? Uh, June 3rd. June 3rd. So this is really coming up. Yeah. And you guys are pretty far apart right now. Yeah. Pray for the brother. Okay. Every good preacher needs a good woman to keep him in line. So uh, his is still coming. So uh, anyhow, pray for him. Bless him. I pray that you'll approach him this morning. Welcome him. Thank him for being here. And uh, if you want to throw a gift in his hand too, I'm sure he wouldn't uh, be averse to that. But uh, I'd like you to just go ahead and welcome him uh, to Unity Baptist Church with me, if you will. Can you hear me? Can you, can you, can you, can you change this? Can you hear me? Good. All right, well, um, I'm thankful to be here. Um, It is snowing outside and I'm not used to snow because I'm from uh, tropical weather, but uh, God uh, uh, had mercy on me and I I still could breathe and come here and uh, be with you guys. So um, before I, I, um, I left Madagascar, one of the things that I was afraid of is snow. I was like, if I get to the U.S., may I never meet snow. But, um, but when I got to Texas, I, I, I got to experience snow for the first time, and it wasn't as bad. It wasn't bad. Like not, it, wasn't even, it didn't kill me. Um, so uh, uh, I'm thankful to be warm in this room. And again, uh, I'm thankful to be at Unity Baptist Church. You guys have a great, great pastor. And again, like I said, at the, at the evangelism training yesterday, uh, having a great pastor is a, is, is a blessing. Uh, to a church. Having a sound, solid leadership is a blessing to a church. So I'm just thankful to see uh, 
brother right here, brother Heath and his family uh, pouring himself and their, themselves into you guys. And uh, I am praying, and I'm praying that you guys get to uh, enjoy it and just thankful to God as well as you have that. Um, our passage this morning is Luke 18. Uh, if you would go ahead and turn uh, to that, Luke 18, verse 9. So Luke 18, verse 9 to verse 14. So Luke 18, verse 9 to 14. That is our passage this morning. As you turn there... Um, I just want to give you guys a little bit of background of my testimony, how I grew up and how I came to faith, um, and that will have something to do with the end of this sermon. Um, I grew up in a Roman Catholicism. Um, I grew up going to church on Sunday morning. Uh, I was baptized when I was a baby in sprinkling bapti- uh, baptism. And all my teenage, uh, not all my teenage, but all, all my life, I was raised to go to church. It's good to go to church. Uh, and I've been thinking all my life that I was, I was thinking all, all those times that I was, um, I was a good guy uh, because I went to church. And I was a child of God because I went to church. I attended the Mass. And I was confident that I would go to heaven if you asked me. Uh, until one, when I got to high school, first week, first, um, first year of high school, I started dating this uh, young, lady, uh, young girl, and, and then uh, one night I didn't stay at the house, I went out with her and with her uh, sister, and, and then I came in the morning, and I saw my mom on the hill, and I was coming to the gate, and she was just, she couldn't say anything. She was just crying, and I didn't say anything. I, I entered the, the house and stayed in my room. And that, that day, I don't, know how, I don't know why, I don't know how, but I, my confidence broke, broke down. I felt I was, I felt God was, my mom has never shed, before that my mom never shed tears on me, and when, he, when she did that day, it just shook my, my confidence, my, my moral confidence. I was like, I, I, I started just fearing God. I, I was, God is mad at me. That's my world, my, that's my perspective, that's, that was my perspective of God. And so I stopped going to church and just spending time with my friends on Sunday morning and Washing my clothes, and it's not like I said this morning at our uh, college. College students are when I say washing my clothes, I don't mean using machine. Uh, I mean going to the river and washing, bringing a bag and washing my clothes there on Sunday morning to be ready for the for the Monday. That self confidence broke down, and I stopped going to church. That self righteousness broke down, and I saw I stopped. I stopped going to church. I stopped attending the mass. Now Jesus in this in this um, in this in this text touches on such a thing. But before we um, before we read the text, let's go ahead and pray, and then after we pray, we'll read the text and then dive right into it. Father, we thank you this morning that we have some time to be able to gather and just worship you. And I pray, Lord, this morning that uh, 
you just touch hearts and save people, God. Because there's a lot of people who go to church and attend church but never know you. So my prayer, God, this morning is that you just save lives and uh, that your worries will never fall to the ground like you said and never accomplish what it does. Um, so I pray that he accomplishes what he does, God, just as the rains fall to the ground and um, accomplishes what you send it for. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's read Luke 18 and keep my testimony in mind as we read this. Verse, uh, verse 9 to 14. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men, went up, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all I get. I, did, I do this, I do that. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even look up to heaven, but beat his chest and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Christ says, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt himself will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So friend, Jesus in this text warns, of, warns us of self-righteousness. He warns us of self-righteousness. I remember my testimony like before I, before I came to Christ, I was self-confidence self of my moral standing. I assumed that I was standing well before God. I was good before God. Why? Because I went to church. Because I was raised that way. Because I was religious. That's the exact thing that Jesus, that Luke tells us, is the purpose of this parable. We see in verse 9, to some who are confident of their own righteousness. Some people were confident of their own righteousness. And especially, especially the Pharisees and the Sadducees of the time, the religious Men of the time, the men who knew the Bible um, at the time, they were so confident that they would go to heaven. They were so confident that they were righteous. They were so confident that they were, um, that they were, they had it all, figure it out, figure it out. And Jesus told this parable for the purpose of warning these men of their own standing. And so, that's the purpose of our, uh, of our, of our, par of our parable. So what did, Jesus, what did Jesus say? So he said, uh, two men came to the temple, one Pharisee and one tax collector. So the Pharisee went to the temple. What did he do when he came to the temple? He was praying, and he said, God, I thank you. I thank you. As if he was so, you know, full of gratitude or full of thankfulness. God, I thank you. Why? Because I'm not like other people. I'm not an evildoer. I'm not a, an adulterer. He started listing all the things that he is not as he came before God. 
And he pointed at the tax collector, the sinner, and he said, I'm not like this man. I thank you. I thank you for that. Now, the tax collector came to God and did the opposite. Did the opposite. What he did was, he simply came to God and he, was, he goes, Lord, have mercy on me, for I'm a sinner. Two men, one praising himself, one bragging about what he did, the other just coming before God and say, Lord, have mercy on me, for I'm a sinner. Now, Jesus said, I tell you that this man, referring to the tax collector, this man went home justified rather than the other man. This man went home justified before God rather than the other man. Why? Christ says, for I tell you, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to humble oneself? What does it mean to humble one's, to What does it mean to exalt? Sorry, what does it mean to exalt oneself like the Pharisees? Look at the, look at the Pharisees. He came, he came before God, and all he did was checking all his religious boxes. I was, I was, I tie twice, I fast twice, I do this, I do that. I'm not like this guy. I'm not like that guy. I'm, re, I'm, I'm good. I can make it to you, God. I don't need you, God. I've checked my boxes. I was baptized when I was a kid. I went down the aisle when I was a kid. I went down the aisle when I was young. I got it. I make it to heaven. Very confident, very self-righteous, dependent on himself, dependent on his acts, on his um, credentials. Exalting himself. Christ says that man will be humbled will be humbled. And what does he mean by that? What does he mean by will be humbled? What he means is he won't be justified. And when you're not justified, it literally means you will be judged before God. You will stay sinner. You will stay wicked. You will stay unrighteous even though you think you are before God. Your standing will not change before God. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled like the Pharisees. Friends, is that your standing? Is that your standing this morning? Think about that. What is your standing this morning? Why do you come to church? Why do you worship? What is your faith? What is your standing before God? What do you trust in? Do you trust in your credentials? Do you trust in your religious activity? Do you trust in what it is that you have done when you were young? Do you trust in your religious Acts and everything else, coming to church and being baptized, and that was me. And I told, I, like I said, I was confident. I was confident until God shook my world and told me, showed me that I was lost. 
Brothers, God is perfect. God is holy. We can never make it to God on our own, guys. We can never make it to God. Never. Even just, there's this story of a friend of mine. So um, his son wanted to go to a, to a nightclub. And he told his son, you can't go. And he sounds like, no, you're old, you're this, you're that. I want to go there. He's like, no, you're, I, I don't want you to go there as long as you're my son. You stay here. And then he stayed, being mad at his father. And then the next morning, his father, they had the breakfast, and his father took a, a, a small, just a small uh, feces. Uh, uh, I don't know if I can say this, but a poop. Excuse my language. So he took a little bit of poop, and he put it in the juice. And it's a dry poop. So it hangs. It doesn't go deeper. So just a little bit. So he put it there, and he comes, and he, he goes, uh, uh, you know, he was ready to get the juice, and he saw something is in there, and he's like, Mom, Dad, what is this? And his dad's like, oh, oh, sorry, it's just a, a small poop, just a little bit of poop. He's like, oh, What? Are you crazy? Like, no, just a little bit of poop. Drink. Why don't you drink? No, why would I drink? What? Are you kidding me? See, sometimes we, we don't understand God. Sometimes we can say, well, you know, I just gossip. I just lie. I just do this. No, I'll make it to heaven. That's all right. That's just small sins. That's just small things. But guys, did you know that it's not small in the eyes of God? Did you know that? Did you know that Adam and Eve didn't drink alcohol? But ate what God forbid them to eat? Did you know that Adam and Eve didn't commit, didn't kill somebody? Didn't rob somebody's house? Didn't butcher people day and night? They simply disobeyed what God told them not to do. And all the human race is in chaos. Don't measure your sin according to your standard. Measure your sin according to God's standard. As long as you measure your sin according to your eyes, you will stand self-righteous until you die and have no opportunity to come before God and repent. But if you measure your sin according to God's standard, you will humble yourself and come before God and repent of your sin. Like the task collectors, he came before God. He says, Lord, have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. I can't depend on my own credentials. I can't depend on what I have done. I'm wicked. I'm a sinner. Save me from my sins. That's what you need. That's the kind of eyes that you need. The eyes that see sin according to God's eyes. Friends, that's what we need. I never saw sin according to God's eyes before I came to faith. I always saw people, I was always better. People are always better than everyone else. I went to, I went to church. I attended the masses. I confessed my sin to the priest. I was good. I was a good kid. I was confident. Until God shook my world. And then I grew in my faith 
knowing my sinfulness, come before God. In my sinfulness, knowing that Christ, God is love. He didn't leave me by myself. He didn't leave me in my sin. And that made my worship even sweeter. That made my worship even sweeter. I attended church different, in a different way. Totally different guy. Humble yourself like the task collector. God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. And Christ says, this man went home justified rather, uh, rather than the tax collector, uh, rather than the, the, the Pharisee. What does that mean? What does it mean to be justified? Friends, justified means standing right before God. Being made right with God. That is, that is to be justified. So what Jesus said is that this guy, this task collector, went home being made right with God. Sin broke us from God. Sin breaks us from God. Sin separated from God. We're separated from God. We're wicked. God can't look wicked man. And yet, he, he made a way. Because he loves you. He made a way because he loves this task collector. He made a way because he loves your son. He made a way because he loves you. Reaching out to you. Hold my hand. Only if you would humble yourself, you could be justified. You could be made right with me. That's what God says. That's what Christ says here. You can't be made right knowing the law. You can't be made right knowing the scripture. You can't be made right with God going to the synagogue. You can't be made right with God being a Jew. You can't be made right with God being at Unity Baptist Church. You can't be made right with God going down the aisle. You can't be made right with God being baptized as a baby. You can only be made right with God when you repent of your sins. There's no other way there's no other way you can be made right with God but repentance. Friends, that's the only way. That's the only way. Have you done that? When was the last time when you remember you crawled before God because you were a sinner and asked God, forgive me, have mercy on me, give me grace because I can't make it. When was the last time you did that? Not just, not just walk down the aisle because someone scared you to go to hell. Not just come down the aisle because someone... Not just getting baptized because you grew up at church. But when was the last time you remember you repented of your sins before God? Decision by yourself that you made. That's the only way you can be made right with God. From here to heaven. Christ says, those who humble themselves will be exalted. What does it mean to be, to humble themselves? That's what it means to humble, to humble, to humble yourself. To humble yourself means to repent of your sins. Did you know that when you ask people on the road, what they tell you is that they're good people? Pride is what keeps us from coming to faith, guys. It's pride. If you don't believe that, you know, go to somebody who's not a believer and 
we watch, for example, just before I came to, before I came to faith, there was, um, if someone did something bad to me, what I would say is, I just, like, I just felt hatred and bitterness toward, toward this person. Why? Because I, I assumed I was, I, was, I, was, I was so important. My pride just swelled in my heart. I, was so, I can't believe you do, you, you do that to me. Pride, pride. And that pride keeps us from coming even to Christ. Because we think we can make it on our own. But Christ says, those who humble themselves will be exalted. Exalted means being made right with God. Exalted means being made right with God, being justified. So brothers and sisters, I urge you this morning, I know, I know some of you here are not Christians. And not because it's Unity Baptist Church. That's in every church. There's always people who are not Christians. But religious person, religious people. I urge you, after the service, come to Pastor Heath and come to me. We'll help you further explain the gospel to you. We'll pray with you. I plead with you, come to Christ. This is your moment. Come to Christ. I don't know, I don't know if you have time to I don't know when I don't know when you will die I don't know when I will die I could die in the plane when I go home I could die when I go when I get to Texas I don't know when I will I will die you know you don't know when you will die don't wait for tomorrow don't wait for after tomorrow come to Christ come to Christ what prevents you from coming to Christ he literally just asks you to repent, to ask God for his mercy, and confess that you're a sinner, and you will have eternal life. You already come to church. You already come, you already come to church. But it doesn't make sense unless you are in God. It doesn't make sense unless you are in Christ. Why do you come to church? Like, if, you're not, if you don't want to come to Christ, why do you come to church? It doesn't make sense. You might as well just not come to church. I told, I told some guys yesterday that just because you enter into a chicken's house does not make you a chicken. Just because you enter a, a church building does not make you a Christian. You need to enter through Christ. He's the door. He's the door. So I urge you to come to us uh, at the end of the service and, 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 and talk to us and we'll pray with you and we'll help you uh, with, with, um, with how you can come to, um, come to faith. Let's pray together this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this morning. Thank you that um, that we could share this morning um, about repentance, and I pray, God, that if anyone here today, Lord, wants to come to you and to repent, to approach you, I pray that 
your spirit just convicts him and, and not let him go. But keep him, Lord, to come to you. And I, I, I continue to pray that you continue to give your grace to this church and to those who believe you and continue to pour out your mercy and grace and that the church is trying to serve you and lifts you up. We love you, Lord. Thank you for loving us first. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. From all of us here at Unity, we would like to thank you for spending time with us today. If you would like to know how to surrender your life to Christ, or if you'd like to share a response, visit us at www.unitybaptistashland.com. We would love the opportunity to help you in your next steps. You can also connect with us on Facebook at UBC Ashland. If you like what we're doing, don't forget to like and subscribe and share our podcast. Until next time, may we do as Psalm 119.10 says, With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments.